Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Psalm 50. What God wants from us is really rather simple. Then why do we complicate and overthink it? Undeniably, in this psalm, God speaks to us directly. He highlights two groups of people, the religious and the hypocrites. Then there's the third group, the people that God wants us to be. Which one are you? The key and crucial verses are in the middle. Read, or I should say, listen, you can read, you can read along if you click on over to my blog, the link is in the show notes. Listen to it carefully and see if you can pick them out. So let's dig in. Psalm 50, a Psalm of Asaph. The Lord, the mighty one, is God, and he has spoken. He has summoned all humanity from where the sun rises to where it sets. From Mount Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines in glorious radiance. Our God approaches. He is not silent. Fire devours everything in his way and a great storm rages around him. He calls on the heavens above and the earth below to witness the judgment of his people. Bring my faithful people to me, those who made a covenant with me by giving sacrifices. Then let the heavens proclaim his justice for God himself will be the judge. And we have an interlude here and the interlude or Selah means to pause and contemplate what you've just heard. Verse seven, oh, my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. I am God, your God. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly offer, but I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains, and all the animals of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God, and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble, and I will rescue you, and you will give me glory. But God says to the wicked, why bother reciting my degrees and pretending to obey my covenant? For you refuse my discipline and treat my words like trash. When you see thieves, you approach, you approve of them. And you spend your time with adulterers. Your mouth is filled with wickedness and your tongue is full of lies. You sit around and slander your brother, your own mother's son. 
While you did all of this, I remained silent and you thought I didn't care. But now I will rebuke you. Listing all my charges against you, repent, all of you who forget me, or I will tear you apart. And no one of you. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. That is Psalm 50. It is a powerful psalm. Hearing God when he speaks. Obviously, God is not silent. Undoubtedly, the problem in today's culture is we are distracted by the world. It is impossible to hear God if we are not actively listening to or for his word. And Jesus told us several times, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And I found Matthew eleven fifteen, But in the NLT version, Jesus says this phrase 19 times. Do you think it's important to him for you to listen and understand? Clearly, the best and easiest way to hear God is to read the Bible. And in this day and age, we have absolutely no excuses. Going on, the judgment of his people. Every single human being, whether they be believers, non-believers, the religious, agnostics, or atheists, everyone will be judged. How many times does God need to remind us that he is God? Next, he calls out the religious, those who go through rites and rituals thinking they are sacrificing. Understand this. God doesn't need our money. Everything in the world is his. He created it. It's his. He is the one who allows you to earn money to buy things. God alone allows you to possess things. He gives you the skills, knowledge, and talents to earn a living. The key verses. In case you didn't guess, verse 14 and 15 are the key verses here. God clearly tells us what he wants from us. Verse 14, make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. In other words, what God wants from us is gratitude. We must live in an attitude of gratitude every day, all day long. Obey him. If you're a born-again believer, you vow to follow Jesus. If you don't put Jesus first, you are not keeping that vow. If you're not a believer, but you believe in the Trinity, then you need to take that extra step and do what Jesus told us to do. Third, trust God. He is our protector, provider, our rescuer, and our healer. Why? So that we will give him the glory. Do you treat his words like trash? If you have a Bible and it's sitting on a shelf collecting dust, then yes. Also, when you listen to a false preacher who twists or waters down the gospel, then yes. Now he calls out the hypocrites, those who call themselves Christian, quote unquote, yet they sin like there's no tomorrow, even condoning 
sinful behavior is a sin. So what do you need to do? Repent. His final command to us can't be any clearer. Verse 22, repent, all of you who forget me, or I will tear you apart and no one will help you. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. If you keep to my path, I will reveal to you the salvation of God. The third group, Jesus' true followers. So those last two verses describe the third group. Those who know they are sinners have repented of their sins, thank God every day, keep to his path, and seek his will for their lives. We know his salvation through Jesus Christ. The folks at Spoken Gospel summarize it very nicely, and I quote, God always provides for his people. God always generously gives from his abundance so that his people can enjoy their relationship with him. Sacrifices and laws are not how we get things from God, but how we respond to God after he's given us everything we need. After all, God saved Israel from Egypt before he ever gave them laws on Mount Sinai. And in Jesus, God has abundantly provided all that we need again. Jesus is the only sacrifice God needs. Jesus is also the word of God who took God's law seriously and obeyed God's law perfectly. Jesus was neither a moralist or a religious person or a hypocrite. He knew he was the sacrifice God promised to his people. He obediently offered himself better than any goat from a pen and more sure than any flippant word spoken by humans. So now both moralists and hypocrites have good news. Offer thanks to God. In Jesus, the sacrifice is provided. There's nothing left for you to give. And in Jesus, the perfect obedience is provided. There's nothing left for you to do. So thank him. Jesus saved you from your sin before he ever asked you to obey or sacrifice. End quote from Spoken Gospel. So how to pray Psalm 50. This is all about praying the Psalms. So read or listen to the Psalm again. Take out a journal or piece of paper and rewrite the Psalm as it pertains to you. Which group are you in? The devout religious sacrificer or the hypocrite you want to be a true follower of jesus pour out your heart to him he knows you do you know him jesus didn't suffer torture and die carrying the weight of our sins or god's wrath so we could have religion it was a sacrifice he died so he could have a personal relationship with you and he told us in Revelation 3.20, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. Isn't it about time you let him in? So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the, in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to know Jesus. And at the bottom of today's blog, I embedded the video from my church this morning where my, my dear friends um, uh, preached today for Mother's Day, and her message is perfect. 
So, um, uh, so check it out. Plus, I also embedded this great song that I first heard at the Jesus March a few weeks ago in Phoenix. And I loved it so much that I added it to my iTunes daily walking playlist. It was very upbeat and it's very simple. I thank God. And also gratitude, uh, Brandon Lake. So you could uh, check out the worship songs. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. All glory goes to him. Amen. If you're just starting to read the Bible and prefer to hold a book in your hands rather than use an app, it's a good idea to get a study Bible. But which version or translation is best? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and the thousands, stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. Eventually, I got the new international version, and that was great for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New Living Translation. I'm an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen two study Bibles that would be great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.